It's Snow Joke. It's now time for the Christmas edition of the new Dalham History Podcast. Hold on for dear life. We've got some extra special history Christmas facts for you. Oh, yes, we have. We're going to follow exactly the same format as usual, except we're dropping the technique because realistically it is Christmas and we're going to be sticking in just a little bit more about our favourite Christmas films and facts that everyone from year 7 through to 13 can use because the thing about Christmas is you all remember the date. Okay, so this podcast is going to work slightly differently from our usual uh, exam-based one. We're going to rattle off a few events that happened around Christmas time in various different years, various different places in the world, um, just so we can get a sort of overview of all the things that happened at Christmas through history. My dream, my actual dream, is that at some point in an exam in the next year or two, there'll be a student who is struggling for a specific date that they can use, and this podcast will come back to them. They'll remember... Gribbin and Howarth and their Christmas facts. But we'd love for you to pick your favourite fact of the ones that we give and then you could just send us an email or a tweet to let us know which one you think the best one is. Okay, event number one, William the Conqueror. Shall I give them the year or should they know that? I think that someone will need the year. 1066. Christmas Day, 1066, following his successful invasion of England, Duke William of Normandy becomes king after defeating Harold Godwinson at the Battle of Hastings. Um, however, on the day that he is crowned king, there's a little bit of, uh, I don't know, how would you describe it? Well, well, people celebrate inside the church the fact that he has become king. Hmm. And Just to show about the soldiers, yeah. <laughs> so... The people outside of the church are celebrating wildly uh, as William is crowned king. However, unfortunately, William's soldiers don't actually speak English. So they think that everybody's sort of kicking off and starting a rebellion outside of the church. So to start off William's reign really successfully, they um, murder a load of the public and burn down all the houses around Westminster. Kind of sets the scene for that year, his reign and subsequent years in London. Yeah, Christmas tradition that's carried on for centuries. Next up on our set of facts, we've got the dissolution of the Soviet Union. Yet again, on Christmas Day in 1991, Mikhail Gorbachev resigns as Soviet president. Basically, the Soviet Union as its uh, existence, that's where it ends, is dissolved the next day. So Christmas Day 1991 sees the end of communism in Russia, and the return of capitalism, which is perfectly symbolic of Christmas. Okay, linking in nicely, uh, next we've got uh, Ceausescu. Beautifully pronounced, Miss Griffin. <laughs> Thank you very much. I didn't even have to Google it before I said it. <laughs> um, Ceausescu, who's the brutal former president of Romania, and his wife are executed by firing squad on Christmas Day in 1989. Sort of family time? Yeah, well, they got to do it together, didn't they? Um, they There was a show trial held earlier the same day and um, they were executed for basically being horrible dictators and a communist regime in Romania. Yeah, I like the fact that the spot of the execution had already been picked out before the trial had started. That is planning ahead. That, 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 that firing squad could have been teachers. <laughs> 
Not all of Christmas is quite so merry. Um, the next one that we've got coming up is the Puritans and banning Christmas. Basically, in 1644, there was an act of parliament passed um, in the time of Cromwell, in between kings. Charles I had been executed. Charles II was still a distant off. Um, this period is known as the Interregnum. Basically, the long parliament um, banned the festival. Uh, it was even suggested that Christmas carols were a bad thing to be doing. People weren't allowed to sing in public because it disrupted good, honest people and their prayers. Luckily... This didn't last for long, although it was enforced in 1647. By the time we get to 1660, Charles II is the king who brings back partying. 13 years without Christmas? I know. Imagine those advent calendars. <gasps> but wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> On Christmas Day in 1979, we're back to the Soviet Union again. The Soviet Union liked doing things on Christmas, so traditional. Ironic when you think that Marx said that the religion was the opiate of the masses. Maybe that's why they do stuff on Christmas, because they're not considering it Ooh, a festival. Replace the festival with lots of communist goodness. And murder. Yay. Okay, so we're going back to the USSR on uh, Christmas Day. You don't know Day. how lucky you are. <laughs> On Christmas Day 1979, uh, the USSR invades Afghanistan. But why? No, why? Why do they invade them? Um, they, no, they don't invade. They don't invade. They go in to support the communist regime that's there. It's those pesky rebels who've been kicking up trouble. The the terrorists, the Mujahideen, uh, were threatening to destabilise the country. And as according to the Brezhnev Doctrine, Russia needed to respond and protect its, its fellow communists. Excellent. So... After they invade Afghanistan, this leads to a sort of escalation of the Cold War. Um, there was a US-led boycott of the Summer Olympics in Moscow and then uh, a return boycott. So there's lots of boycotting going on. Uh, and then basically they just become less and less friendly after that. I see what they did there. <clears throat> I've got to say, I feel like we have great chemistry What's the next fact? Right, Isaac Newton being born. Isaac Newton, the physicist, mathematician and astronomer, was born in 1642 at Christmas. Hmm. Good fact. What did he invent? Um, not that he invented, but he discovered a better understanding of gravity. <laughs> gravity. Gribbing. Um, and... Um, basically changed our understanding of the workings of the universe and he was the main cheese of the smorgasbord of Christmas and science until Einstein comes along. Nice link, because it was the apple. He's the apple guy, right? He is. Apples, cheese, gravity. Key to every Christmas. Now it's time for the special guest segment of our podcast. We finally managed to convince someone to come along and speak to us. Um... Obviously, we're doing about Christmas, and for a lot of people, what Christmas is all about is kind of the Dickendian Christmas, because Charles Dickens invented Christmas. And we've got along somebody who knows him really well. We've got Mrs Regan. Good morning, Mr Howarth. Well, we wanted you to tell us a little bit about A Christmas Carol, because we know that some of the students study it. What's the main message of that wonderful book? The main message of A Christmas Carol is to be nice to other people and to be aware of other people, especially around about Christmas time. I feel like I should read it. 
Yes, I think you should. <laughs> you would learn something, Mr. Howard. Okay, okay. So, if there was something that the kids should remember about a Christmas carol that they always forget, what what would it be? Um, just remember what each message the ghosts have: the ghost of Christmas past, present, and the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Okay. What other messages? That sounds sinister. Just to be nice to people, otherwise you push people away. And just if you've got more money than everybody else, be generous with your with your money, your wealth. You can't take it with you. But by the end, Michael Caine is a better person, right? Michael Caine and Patrick Stewart. Also. <gasps> we watched that last Christmas. It was amazing. The Patrick Stewart version. There Me. is another version as well on Sunday. More Christmas Carol. More Christmas Carol. The fun never ends. On Sunday on BBC iPlayer, there is a new version of A Christmas Carol with Guy Pearce and it's very, very dark. You'll be scared. Wonderful. Thank you very much. It's all right. Okay, our next event. Apollo 8 orbits the moon. Some space for you. Is that the film with Tom Hanks? No, that's Apollo 13. I don't know how many Apollos there were. I presume they went up by number. Kids, find out for us. Anyway, what happened to Apollo 8? (laughs) Okay. Uh, In 1968, television viewers witnessed three American astronauts as they became the first humans in history to orbit another world. I feel like the moon isn't another world. It is if you're a moon baby. Ah, okay. Uh, After reading from the book of Genesis, Borman signed off. And from the crew of Apollo 8, we close with good night, good luck. A Merry Christmas, and God bless you all, and all on you on good earth, something like that. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. Next up, it's 1926. He came, he thawed, he conquered, it's Emperor Hirohito. His father, Yoshito, Super Mario's friend, died, and he assumed the throne. He was emperor for 60 years, and that included the period of the Second World War. He was the god who the Japanese fought for and died for. Including that man that found, was found in the forest in the 1970s who didn't know the war had ended. Imagine how many advent calendars he's missed out on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, next event we're going to talk about is the 1914 Christmas truce in the First World War. I'm picturing Sainsbury's adverts, Paul McCartney... Well, he, he wasn't there. He's not quite that old. Okay. Uh, but in 1914, Christmas, uh, people believed that the war would be over by Christmas in 1914. They weren't really expecting it to last another three and a half years. Oh, no, two and a half years. What's... Three and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so at Christmas time, the uh, German troops and the British troops sort of had a one-day truce where they came out of their trenches in the snow and uh, played a game of football. Now, historically, that was something that happened, wasn't it? If it was a religious festival, either side had a religious festival, they stopped fighting to observe that. So it made sense. Two Christian armies, they wouldn't be fighting each other at Christmas. It's the last time it happened. 1915, they don't have the break because historically, you stopped fighting, you buried your dead, you had a little prayer, maybe not the crackers, maybe not the turkey, but you had a break from fighting. It's nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very Christmassy. Mm, not necessarily. I can think of lots of fights that happen at Christmas now in families up and down the country that start on Christmas Day. Well, yeah, but, you know, at least they're not burying their dead. Very true. <laughs> well, we've nearly reached the end of our Christmas facts. Uh, what we've got next is, would you believe that in 1947, 
the constitution of the Republic of China went into effect. Again, communists at Christmas. Fascinating. It is. 25 million residents moved to the island of Taiwan and formed its own little special government. Yeah. And now for the final sleigh. (laughs) (laughs) On Christmas Day 1990, uh, the internet got its first test run. Oh my God, what would you do without the internet? Kids, this is when your lives began. Even though you weren't born, the world you live in was born on Christmas Day 1990. Basically, there were scientists at CERN, that big donut thing under the ground that finds God particles, and they needed a way of communicating with each other. And the internet was invented just for that. And it spread like a plague from that that first hotspot. Yeah, so it's originally supposed to be used by scientists in the military, uh, not just for uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, and the new Dalham History Podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You have the internet to thank for this joyous tidying that we bring. Okay, so that's kind of it with the historical events section. We're now moving on to... Let's call it a competition, but it's not necessarily a competition you guys can win. It's a competition that you can pick your favourite teacher through the medium of film. We've both picked our two favourite Christmas films, and what we'd love for you to do over the holiday period, if you can find a way of watching at least one of them, have a watch and let us know what you think. Either tell us in lesson, drop us a message, let us know who picked the best Christmas film. So, Gribbin, what are your two choices? Well, these are very tenuously linked to history because of you did. Of course they are. <laughs> you did tell me that there had to be some historical link. So, they're not necessarily my favourite Christmas films. No, no, but... no. That's not the point. These are the best history Christmas films. Okay, so I've gone with uh, Scrooged, which links nicely to Mrs. Regan's. Uh, we didn't mention that one, the Bill Murray classic. I know. Uh, so that is a, a take, a sort of modern twist on the, A Christmas Carol with Bill Murray, the legend that is. Um, yeah, give that a try. Definitely. My first choice, my first choice is another 1980s classic. It's Gremlins. Now, on the face of it, you might be thinking, okay, it's set at Christmas, but where's the history link? But the old guy does talk about the fact that the Russians kind of get the gremlins into the machines and that's where the name for the creatures comes from. That's, um, Cold War weaponry. Give it a listen. The Cold War's in there. Okay. Uh, well, my second film, again, <laughs> very tenuous. My second Christmas film is Die Hard. So debate around whether this is a Christmas film, but I think it is. I'm pretty sure Bruce Willis has said it isn't a Christmas film, but there's Christmas trees in it. Yeah, who cares about Bruce Willis anyway? Um, Die Hard... The link to, uh, again, history, uh, well, it is now historical, I guess. It is. It's, it's definitely an 80s film. <laughs> um, but also, the bad guys are... The wait, terrorists. Yeah, the terrorists. Yeah. There's a Cold War link yeah. there. Yeah. They're, they're fighting to get one up on America. Definitely. I can see it, miss. That's Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. <sighs> Cheat on Emma Thompson. Oh, crossover film. It's the same film. <laughs> the extended cut of Love Actually, surely. Uh, my second choice, um, It's a Wonderful Life. It is probably actually one of my favourite Christmas films, if I'm honest. But kind of the, the centre of that story is all about the Wall Street crash. It's about the collapse of the, the banks in America. So as you're watching the 
the the family struggle, you're actually watching a microcosm of what was going on for lots of people around the world during that period. So watch it. Feel slightly awkward when he tries to take himself out of the picture, but also remember this is what a lot of your GCSE and IB are all about. It's no joke. <laughs> it's time for our Christmas joke competition. So if you've got Sleeper <laughs> If you've got a good Christmas joke that you think we'll find hilarious, send it in to either me or Mr. Howarth via email or uh, Twitter. Is it at Mr. Howarth? It is at Mr. Howarth. Uh, I mean, uh, a round of Santa applause for, for some of the puns in this episode. We, we've reached the end. And as, as Christmas Carol finishes, Miss Regan, w- would you like to share a Christmas message with all the children back home? In the words of Tiny Tim, God, God bless, bless us. us. Everyone. Everyone.